Hello friends and welcome back to the Literotica Book Club. You have Zoe. Hey guys. And myself here to talk to you about another story by Mary Combs, Fit to be Tied. In book two of the Marshall series, Deputy U.S. Marshals, Myra Jones and Ian Doyle are now partners on and off the job. Myra's calm professionalism provides an ideal balance to Ian's passion and quick temper. In a job where one misstep can be the difference between life and death, trust means everything. But every relationship is growing pains. And sometimes Myra's choose about where he stands with his fiery lover. Could the heartstrings that so recently tied them together be in danger of unraveling? New bonds are constantly challenged by family members, uh, well-intentioned friends, their personal insecurities, and their dangerous careers, including a trial by fire when an old case of Myro's comes back to haunt them. It might just be enough to make Ian rethink his decision to let himself be tied down. And Myra can only hope that the links they forged will be strong enough to hold. Dun, dun, dun. So, this was a book. That is a truth fact. Uh, yes, uh, this was a book that we've read. This is, so Kaya's initial reaction is, this is a book. <laughs> <laughs> there was words and everything, guys. Yes. <laughs> okay, so the reason we chose this book initially, and we, we had agreed on it, which is not something we often do when we're doing these things. Ordinarily, it's kind of just a case of, here's the new book, enjoy, um, was because we were so impressed with how much we enjoyed the first book. It, it was really nicely put together, you know, coherent story, realistic kind of people. Yeah, that's fair. Wow. Just wow with the with the sequel. Zoe, what were your thoughts? Hashtag difficult second album. Uh, y- yeah, it yeah. was difficult. It was, di- initial thought, disappointing. Because I like the first one, as you said. Yeah. It, we, uh, the expectation was so there. Zoe's stripping on camera for me, guys. <laughs> Currently, yeah. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> I'm really warm. She's just so hot right now. Yeah, not in a good way. Not in a good way. Yeah, it was, I, I was expecting it to be better. I really was. I, I was disappointed that it wasn't better. Because I do, I like the characters. I like the premise. Like, it it was an interesting story. Yeah, okay. So we'll get into that in, in the meat Later. of the, in the meat of the, uh, the review. Let's, let, let's do our book and smut rating. Okay, yes, yes. What would you give the book? <laughs> Dos. Dos. Oh, no. Uno. <laughs> and what would you give the smut? Uh, I gave it a two and a half. Uno. Oh, One. <laughs> wow. Kaya doesn't hold back, ladies and germs. <sighs> Dude, this this was a really, really difficult read. And not just because of the dyslexia. Like, that doesn't <laughs> typically hold me back. But, okay, so so we'll get into it a little bit, right? The very start of this, Myro and Ian are having problems once again. Yep. In that 
one of them wants to get married the other one kind of doesn't get the institution of marriage or why it's important classic conflict there now also potentially conflict because ian very much agrees that if it was a woman because it's taking the box they would be getting married Ian agrees. Yeah, yeah, that's Myro's point, basically. Like, yeah. if he, if it was a woman, they wouldn't be having this conversation. But because it's two dudes, it's a conversation. Are had. Yeah, yeah. Which do you know what is? I think that's a perfectly valid kind of. Both sides of that are perfectly valid points. I actually really enjoyed this this bit of conflict because of the whole army aspect of it. Yeah, but then then he brings up that his army buddies know. Yeah, but initially, the reasoning oh, initially, behind it, yes, like, he, yeah. he would be held back career-wise, and this was his whole, like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, it, his reason was sound. The argument was a legit was argument. Fl- yeah. no, it, You know, that, that, that would be had. And it was nice to see, like, that kind of realism within the relationship. Valid bit of conflict between relationship conflict. Exactly. But it, it's something that I think even straight couples would have a problem with yeah one person wants to get married the other person, one person doesn't, see the doesn't. i mean i don't know what that's like at all well let's not <laughs> make this personal <laughs> i'm just saying we can all relate <laughs> uh no it that was good so so that conflict that particular issue okay i think my biggest problem with this with this book is that it's 12 different books jammed into one. Yes. And nothing is realised. Okay. So, this is the overarching kind of conflict between Myro and uh, Ian. Myro wants to get married. Like, he want, he's bought the ring to put, to put a ring on it. Like, Ian kind of apparently froze and that was that. So, um, so it's, it's eight months later. Yes. They're together eight months. They're currently having the marriage argument. Yeah. Yeah. A little kind of premature for me, but sure. Yeah, well look, we've 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 addressed this and different cultures feel like the marriage has to happen a lot sooner than other cultures and that's fine. And with different people. That's, that's what I'm saying for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there was also like like you say, there was a bunch of other stories trying to be crammed in here. So maybe that's why I came across as a little bit confusing. So we... Yeah, they did do that a little bit with the first book. Yeah. In that there was like two or three overarching stories. There was uh, Ian and Myro. Mm-hmm. And then there was kind of like little daily bits and pieces, which we'll call one part. And then there were kind of like two main cases, if I remember correctly, that they were kind of doing. Yeah. So that was fine. But in this one, so we've got Myro and Ian. We've got Ian's family that he's estranged from. There was like time devoted to that, which didn't go anywhere. There was, is it Hartley? Dr. Hartley. Yes. So the serial killer, Dr. Hartley, Dr. Lachter, breaks out and Ian... And Myra go to Arizona, Arizona, Phoenix, 
And you're there for a while. And then there's the other case with the two boys. With the two boys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm throwing that into, like, the daily stuff. Oh, right, okay. That's kind of fleshing out characters and stuff and kind of, like... Uh, the the, but the like, two young it, kids from the first book are uh, in this one as well. I say young felt kids, like, they're teenagers. But. It felt like they were trying to shoehorn in some parenting action there. Yeah. You know, Which, that- he ki- they kind of got... So, when they're in Arizona, they rescue a young girl and her brother from a trafficking gang. Yes. And then... Like, you, you do get, like, a little bit of uh, parental stuff going on there, where Myro is incredibly protective, and so is Ian, and it's 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 actually genuinely lovely. Yeah, a lot of... the situation that the kids were in. Like, don't get me wrong. Their reaction. Yeah, and, like, how, how protective they were over, you know, these two young kids. And then they get shipped off somewhere else. And then... Myra gets kidnapped and then he he, he breaks out and he, he gets away. Then he get then he gets taken again and he sorts that out. So in terms of in terms of tension, like there was a little bit of tension, I thought, because in the story, if you take it like Kai has just described it, you know, they had a case, Hartley escaped, Hartley kidnaps Myro. That all sounds really exciting and good. The book wasn't long enough for it though. But it the execution wasn't there at all. Like, yeah, there there often I thought uh, from what from us doing this, I found when we read a book, uh, like a first in a series, it tends to cram too much in. Mhm. Like that's quite typical, I think now. And then this did the same thing except it was the second in the series yeah so if this had had kind of like the first case and maybe even the second case but the final half of the book was devoted to one kidnapping Mm -hmm. and myra's brutal torture throughout that and went into a little bit more detail because you hear that it's four days yeah but it's about 30 pages yeah there was a decent chunk dedicated to that part i thought that there wasn't enough but there was yeah like in terms of what we had total it was a decent chunk but in terms of that story being fleshed out not at all i thought it was really like for the for the high point i thought this was like the apex of the tension when he gets kidnapped and has to do the face-to-face with the doctor thing and then it all really easily gets sorted out there was no payoff there for me. There was no payoff. And then they allude to something being wrong with his brain. So after the torture, mm-hmm. uh, Myra's... Oh, sorry, I need to move men because she's actually... She, she's audible on the, the waveform. <laughs> there you go, baby. Myra is brutally beaten and tortured. Mm-hmm. We're told. He doesn't feel any of it, so... The waterboarding is the only thing with an actual description. Yeah, I thought the waterboarding in itself, like, I thought the whole torture thing was like, yeah, I mean, sure, but why? I do, again, I just don't think there was enough of an explanation uh, yeah, as no, to that, make fair. it, like, believable. Like, he would kidnap him and have him tortured. Like, 
okay, do you want to explain your evil plan a little bit more? Like, I think it was just a, you put me in prison, this is the punishment. But I'm going to punish you by having you, like, brutally beaten, like, constantly. And I'm going to take a rib and all of this is going to happen. But you're not going to feel any of it. And you're like, yeah, okay, bring it on. I'll be out on Monday then, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, he's resigned to, to dying. And you do get a little bit of, like, emotional tension there when uh, the leak in the department is like, no, I'm not going to save you. There was a really sweet moment, I thought, because I took a note of it, um, when Myro was resigned to die. Mm-hmm that he was thinking about Ian and like he was like no I have to try and escape because then Ian will see it he'll see that I tried to get back to him and he'll know that he was loved and be able to love again and I was like oh that's kind really? of lovely that, that was your all <laughs> that was the I was like oh, okay that's kind of like he thought through a situation it was like a bit of character development or something you know I thought that was like ugh <laughs> the bit that I thought was sweet because I was wondering if when you said that I was wondering if we had the same moment is when he was saying that he wants his body to be found he doesn't want to be missing yeah he wants to be dead okay so along the same similar lines then yeah but the, the <laughs> Myra's it, after death thinking oh but <laughs> basically whole, oh no he'll see that I tried to I'm like oh nobody cares and that was the problem you didn't care. Oh, well, I cared. I thought that was sweet. <laughs> no, I mean, in, in the overarching book, right? Oh, in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I'm usually pretty quick at reading these books and tend to, to wait for Zoe to play catch up. This is true. She absolutely smoked me in this, though. I could not finish this. I was up reading last night. Because I gave myself a deadline, which was recording this this thing, and I was going to have it finished by 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 recording of this, but it was tough because I didn't care. Well, let's look at why. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so we did care about the characters from the first film, or from the first film, Jeremy, from the first <laughs> book. It's a brain fog. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, we did care about the characters. Uh, Myro and Ian are believable they are yeah but in the first book it felt like the story followed the characters in this one it felt like the characters were being put into situations so they would react a particular way so a sto- so the story can kind of go nowhere yeah it did it felt a little bit stagnated maybe yeah like a little bit forced there was just there was just no kind of I don't even know how to describe it. it's really it's really difficult like it just it, it didn't make enough sense and then certain things were too convenient I didn't think there was any tension in it because so we hear very early on that Hartley has has broken out and they get sent away yeah and they're there a month they're in Arizona a month and I'm like okay well the thing's gonna happen now and then the, the, the trafficking incident with the two kids happened. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then it was like, oh, you're going to be moved here. And I'm like, oh, it's going to happen now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that case goes off without a hitch. And by the time Myro actually got taken 
I was bored and just waiting for the story to be over. Yeah, that's... And that's with about 100 pages left in it. That's pretty fair. I was kind of... Around the 100 page mark, I was kind of like, okay, but when is it starting? You know, like, yeah. I was I was on board with the relocation aspect of yes. the story. Yeah. I was like, okay, new surroundings, new people, a little bit of tension because they're on the run as, or they're in hiding. So they're I thought, okay. They're protection, effectively. Yeah. So we'll, like, so we'll wait. So we're waiting for something to happen. So every time uh-huh. a new character entered a scene, I was like, is this going to be Hartley? Is this going to be one of Hartley's boys? Like, you know, so I was yeah. waiting for something to happen. And then, like you say, like 100 pages in and nothing happens. And you're like, okay. So what we praised in the first one was that there were a few different, I suppose, red red herrings yeah. kind of thrown in. This one didn't need the red herrings because it just made a story that really is only 150 pages long twice that so when they're in phoenix after the the children uh no before the children um incident you meet a very very charming new federal agent whose name i can't for the life of me remember because he's only in about five pages and i was like oh okay so this is going to be one of hartley's guys because he immediately was like the boss hates you let's go for a drink that guy yes i was i thought the same thing i was like okay so it's going to be this guy and then it wasn't and I'm like sure okay it'll happen when they go home Mm -hmm. but they don't get sent home they go somewhere else and then they do another thing and what annoyed me is that throughout this entire thing you find out that Hartley knew that they were in Arizona yeah they knew he knew where they were and I'm like, okay, well, obviously he can't just kind of pounce on them immediately. But, like, come on. Yeah, so, like, the the, the premise, I thought, largely remained the same. Yeah. Like, it was, it was an interesting premise. And the dynamic between the characters was good. And that continued to be good. But it was just, oh, like, really kind of unfinished. I felt like the whole thing had an unfinished feel. And it definitely needed, like, one to two more editor's passes. Do you know what it felt like to me? And I'm only after twigging this now. What? Do you know what a coda is? Kind of, sort of. Explain for the audience. So, in fan, in fan fiction, you tend to get codas and timestamps, right? Mm-hmm. Typically something that isn't in the show proper, or in the book proper, but makes sense. This felt like a series of codas. Okay. Where the main story is they get sent to Arizona, they rescue kids, Myra gets kidnapped. But there's like all of these other codas. So there's a scene where you find out that Ian hasn't been speaking to his dad because his dad, for some reason or other, couldn't take the dog when something was going on. Mm -hmm. And he's blacklisted him. And the kids invite him over and they do this very, very passive aggressive nearly picture video montage and ian is pretty much guilted into going or rather myro is because ian would just say fuck off and he goes and there's no mention of either him or his mom he's literally left left there to sit and watch his dad play happy families with his new family yeah right that's a coda 
that didn't need to be there at all. It didn't further the story. It, it didn't, like, increase any knowledge of the characters themselves. You know? Mm-hmm. That there, there wasn't anything there. So that was a coda. There was the, the details about the DEA case. That was a coda. It lasted like five pages. It didn't need to be there. Which one? When they went from Arizona. So they, they left Arizona to do mm-hmm. this other case um, after which he was taken. Where mm-hmm. they're, they're undercover. Ian and Myro are... Oh, the drugs bust oh, yeah. thing. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't need to be there. That was a coda. Yeah, I I thought that the whole, like, dad birthday fiasco didn't need to be there at all. You're right. Like, it didn't further the story. We already knew Ian had a difficult relationship with his father. It made no bearing on the relationship he had with Myro. No. So, like, he went into that coming out of it pretty much the exact same way. Nothing changed. Like, the only thing that you heard is that his dad got drunk. His family are bigots. Myro bet up uh, Ian's stepbrother's best friends. Like, it was really messy. It was a, an excuse for some family drama that didn't need to be there. Like, all of that, all of the drama, I say with inverted commas, could have been easily avoided had there been a couple of phone calls or a conversation between the family and Ian or Myro prior to that night. Like they did, they did explain that. J- j- I'm just saying that, like they they explained that they would have been writing Ian's old address because mm-hmm. Ian lives in Myra now. Yeah, they have been writing his old address, and Ian never left a forwarding address, so there wasn't any communication. And Ian was on deployment as well, so he wasn't answering his phone. Oh, he came back the first. He, it was the yeah. first night he came back, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, it just, it's still, I, d- I don't care, even if there was a good reason, like, it just, it still didn't feel good there, enough. There was a good reason, and there would have been a good reason for there to have been some kind of blow up. But it didn't need to be what it was. It didn't need to kind of reiterate, I suppose, that Ian was estranged from his dad. Because you knew that, you knew there was tension there from the yeah. first book. You didn't, you didn't need to have this oh, let's have a family get-together for, you know, your dad's 60th and have this, you know, happy family slideshow and have this artificial drama. Whereas the drama could have been that he missed the party. Yeah, that could have been the drama. As I said, like, as soon as I just didn't care. I'm like, yeah, the dad stuff, I get it. Like, I don't care. I'm here for their relationship. Like, I'm here for... The romance, the smut, the excitement of the marshals. Like, I'm not here for family drama. Why are you giving it to me? <laughs> I think I think our, I think what we're getting to is our main issues was this book could have been so much better. Yeah. This this one could have been a really, really good tension filled book, especially if it was told from Ian's point of view, not Myra's. That would have been really good, actually, because we did, we got it, we got a Myro mm-hmm. point of view entirely. If we had gotten inside of Ian's head, that would have made it great. So, as I said before, you have these four days that you're told that Myro was beaten and bloody and things removed. And I mentioned about the head trauma, like his best friend comes in, who's a neurosurgeon, 
and it's never mentioned again what was maybe done to his head or what the what the problem was that was kind of just left there it was the drug cocktail that he was given between like painkillers yeah she went she was there because she was a doctor not so much a neurosurgeon she wanted to be there because she was a neurosurgeon no she wanted she specifically said that she wanted to go in and make sure what he took out was all he took out and he didn't leave anything sharp or nasty in there like she wanted a person to go in and check Uh they taught when he came to he was asking her about all the like the fuzzy headed feeling he was getting and she was explaining that it was the drug cocktail and that everything was going to be fine and that's why that was kind of dismissed because that was that would wear off like are you sure because i'm yeah i'm pretty sure i remember him saying that she was a neurosurgeon she is a neurosurgeon and he was concerned as to why she was there uh, in that capacity, but she wasn't there in that capacity. She was just there because she had privileges with the knife. <laughs> and also, fucking, like, I get I get the ethics of, like, wanting to make sure your friend's okay, but do that with a scan. Don't cut them open again. Like, that's ethically and morally and psychologically, you're reopening a... W- like, no, you wouldn't do that. Well, I mean, if he's already unconscious on the table and there is an open wound there, like, you're not cutting into him freshly. They already did that, though. When they took him into hospital, they had checked him over and then she came in, like, a day later or a couple of days later and then reopened him up to make, just to make sure. Well, it's not like he remembered being awake the first time anyway, so... Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. But if you had this from Ian's point of view, mm-hmm. you would have had, I suppose, a little bit of, like, where he was coming from. So his partner is being taken away and is like, no, we need to go together. And the last thing that happens is that he gets a bat onto the stomach and then he, he wakes up, like, Myra wakes up and Ian is looking a little tired. Mm-hmm. I'm like, No. No, because Ian would look like he he hasn't slept in four days, you know? Ian would not have slept in four days. And there would have been, he would have forced a massive manhunt. Oh, yeah. Like, there was so much, like, if you weren't going to show, and I think the reason that Myra wasn't feeling anything is actually to do with the author. And that she didn't want to write long, drawn out torture scenes. She didn't want to to assume she knew how someone would feel, perhaps. Or maybe that's just not what she wanted her story to be about. It should have been. I mean, you and I wanted it to, to be a serial killer novel <laughs> halfway through, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's what we were promised. That's what we were promised. Well, that's the point. Like, if you're going to bring up a fucking Dr. Lecter character, then follow through on that. Don't make him genius level intelligence and then not show any of it. And then this whole, I'm, I'm too sophisticated to let you feel pain while I torture you. But he's not even doing the torturing. He got other people to do it. He he got other people to beat him up. But he left like bite marks on him. And he's the one that took the rib. Did he do the waterboarding? He did the waterboarding. Yeah. Um, Which is the only bit of detail you got. Which is fair. Because sure, if you don't want to write that, then don't write that. But don't fucking tease it. Like... 
that yeah that's we don't appreciate guys we don't appreciate being teased with no follow through <laughs> no edging is just not for us no so speaking of smut <laughs> speaking of smut do you remember any of it <laughs> i remember it happened on page 40 <laughs> i i remember so my recollection remember guys i read this last night okay so my recollection of the smut in this book is that yes it did happen quite early one one instance happened quite early later instances just didn't get off the ground and all you hear, heard through the entire thing was how horny Myra was then Ian tops while Myra is very much at risk for bursting all of his stitches yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but but yeah. but to their credit i'm like boys in that boys will do boy things and just fucking risk it for a biscuit you know what i'm saying no you're just staring at me no. what no no i i agree that like <sighs> idiots Lo- logical it w- it doesn't make sense i'm with you but like but ian, for ian right i i totally get myra being like well i didn't feel it so i'm fine I don't believe that Ian would be on board with this. Yeah, it did seem a little bit premature, but yeah, it felt like it felt like there was a quota. Yeah, yeah. and Ian had to top in this one. And this was the only point in which it could realistically happen. Yeah, yeah, because she blew her wad on having absolutely superfluous things happen earlier in the story. Yeah, there was a couple of scenes that could have been replaced with some more smut. Blowjobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a blowjob, wasn't there? There was a in-the-car-park blowjob? Or was that the last one? No, there was something in a park, car park. But this is what I'm getting at. Like They're in a car I, a lot. I know, <laughs> I know that Ian Topping was two or three pages of, yes. of writing. Mm-hmm. I think that was the most forgettable smut I've ever re- I've ever read. I mean, in that like, that's why I gave it a one. In that you've forgotten it not twelve hours later. And guys, I remember porn and smut that I've read from years ago. You know what? You know what? Uh, what I took from the last was it the last kind of couple of moments of smut in this book was, you know, the quote from Dogma: "You never go ass to mouth." Does that does that ring any bells for you? It doesn't, dude. <laughs> it doesn't, dude. At one point, I think Myro is eating out Ian's ass, and then yeah. goes. Ian takes Myro's head in his hands and goes to kiss him, and Ian's like, or Myra's like, no, dude, like, think about where my mouth has just been, and he's like, oh, I don't care, and it's meant to be all romantic, and I'm like, no, you never go ask him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that quote just circled around my head for the last few pages of that book. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, that should be something that's, like, memorable. I don't remember it. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I remember there being discussions about lube. 
Ian was very in reach of a lube packet at any given moment. Like he seemed he to was. have them, like hidden he, around. I, the I think place. I think he was packing. Like I don't think there was like a matchbook or anything in his pockets. I think there was packets of lube. Which you know, go green beret boy, being prepared. Like yeah, man pockets as well. Yeah, all the pockets. We've got such girl envy, guys. I think if this was her follow-up to something that we quite enjoyed, I don't think I'll be reading more from this author. Like, I, I was that disappointed. I'd love to read the same story, as in the same characters, the same premise, from a different author. Because I, 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 I was really hooked in. I liked the characters and I liked the premise. But everything else was just not good. Yeah, like, there was, not, there, there was nothing stopping... Like, I know we've discussed uh, differing POVs in, mm-hmm. in books. And when it's every other chapter, it feels a bit excessive. Yeah. There was nothing stopping everything being Myra's point of view up until the point that he was taken and can't remember anything. That would have been a really nice plot device if he had have disappeared for that time. Yeah. I wouldn't have, okay. Picture this, right? Uh, Myro is knocked out. Immediately we swap to Ian's point of view. It's been four days, you know. Mm-hmm. And he hears that there's a 911 call from a marshal. And he makes it there. Myro's gone. And he gets to walk through the room where, like, someone was obviously waterboarded because he knows what that looks like into a room that had to have been covered in blood. And smell of like body odor, like like yeah. stink of a human after days. Like you'd immediately hit that yeah. wall of sweat and go, "This is my man's sweat. I know <laughs> this scent." <laughs> but imagine experiencing that from Ian's point of view. Oh yeah, I'm already there, man. I'm totally on board. But you should just write this in his point of view now. And but change the story. Myro's not there. Myro didn't get away. And that way you have the follow-up. I thought Ian was going to rescue him. I would have loved Ian rescuing Myro. And I know that's sort of a damsel in distress trope, but it's not because it's not some damsel that's just like, do you know what? I can't scale two stories. It's like a guy who at this point, like misery fucking hobbled. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is what, okay, maybe it's a bit dark for this particular author in this genre. (laughs) But, like. But if you're going to do kidnap um, and torture, just saying, (laughs) go full on. Yeah, go full on. We're not going to respect you otherwise. No dipping your toe in that foray. (laughs) Like, so it was, everything was relatively benign in the first book, but it was a a decent, coherent story. Mm -hmm. This book, hmm. It wasn't coherent. Mm-mm. It wasn't cohesive. It, it was promising things that maybe we should have known that it wasn't going to deliver. But I was just disappointed. And the fact that uh. I didn't remember the smut was just really bad. Like, what, what, what were your thoughts? What did you think of it? Largely very similar to you i was really i was really annoyed with how bad the writing had gotten like it it was oh you mentioned this before so before we were recording uh zoe mentioned that she was having issues with the writing 
and I couldn't understand what she meant. I didn't get where she was coming from. So I told her to wait until we were here so I can have my revelatory oh moment because Zoe loves words. I do. I do. Yeah. I didn't think that you would have as much of a problem with Mm -hmm. the dyslexia and that like you mightn't have seen just how glaringly obvious all of the flaws were in this. I didn't. But I wrote down a couple of... At least not grammatically or spellings. Like... Well, no, because you might, because you might have, and maybe I just need to remind you because yeah. you just have blocked it out for all its terribleness. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> um, so at one point, and it was near, I think it was near the end, I didn't write what chapter it was in, but this is a prime example of what I'm talking about. At one point, Myra was upstairs having just had a shower in their apartment, in his apartment. Mm-hmm. Ian is downstairs. I don't know if he's trying to make dinner or whatever, but they're having a conversation like from loft to downstairs. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember the setting. Yeah. Yeah. So at no point did Ian come up the stairs or bring dinner or do any kind of transition things. And then all of a sudden, Myra had crossed the room and his hands were in Ian's hair and face. And I was like, okay, so all of a sudden his hands are all over him. So he's now upstairs. And there was just loads of points like that where there was just that few connecting sentences missing. Like she hadn't fully thought through how they were going to get from A to B or what the whole scene actually looked like. It was like, no, they were fighting and now they're not fighting. And we don't need any in between points. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I am 100% it, with it, you. That's, that was what was pissing me off. Like, from chapter... So it wasn't actually grammatically or spellings. It was quality of It was the writing. actual writing was yeah. not there. Like, okay, no, in that case, I fully agree with you. 100%. Chapter two started out with... Yeah, I just have done, like, very confusing. So Myra started talking about getting into it again, referring to an argument, a previous argument that we had no explanation for like it was not mentioned they didn't actually have this argument to the audience uh, so that it was it totally came out of the blue and then then later on in the chapter you could kind of figure out what was happening but i don't think as a reader you should be left to kind of go oh that's what she meant um i am going to say i know exactly the bit that you're talking about that didn't bother me in in that okay so that didn't flag me as like bad writing or anything like that purely because if it's being told from say it's being told from your point of view right mm-hmm. and you walk home and something happens and in your head it's like oh fuck it here we go again yeah I know I know what you mean but in this case it was just it was how it was written at the start it didn't seem like following on from chapter one where everything was kind of going a bit swimmingly and they were still happy and they had their moments but everything was going well there was no mention or hint of them having issues and then all of a sudden oh we're having another issue it's like well what are you talking about what other issue? Yeah. Um, Where did this issue come Yeah, just that there was no reference point for it. And then, like, it kind of... 
I don't know. I just just I just thought it missed the mark connecting the the chapters there, and especially in the right. early chapters, like that's important. That's what gets you to keep reading. Yeah. Um. So I thought that the the start of it, the introduction, as it were, the first three chapters, mm-hmm. didn't do their job. And that's fair. Possibly why you found it hard to get into. You know, maybe. Yeah, I picked this book up about. Like yesterday alone, I picked it up like five times and got maybe a page or two in and I don't know what it was. I just... There was another moment where, like you were saying, the coda thing. This might have been a coda. There was an army dude in Ian's contingent. Oh, that hit on him? That hit on him, that wanted to fuck him. Another new gay character, A. B... Mm was invented so Myro had something to be jealous about maybe it just I don't know yeah it just felt like things were being placed in rather than occurring organically well wasn't that in response to Ian being a little bit weird because there was a point where Ian was just being weird about something and Myro was like you know the fuck and there was like this explanation of that's when it came out actually that he was like oh you don't want your army buddies to know you're gay and it's like well they all know but that's not why I'm acting weird and then he went in and explained that this guy you know because he was his partner in the green berets it was was his partner yes and he was like why why what you know why don't you want me to meet this guy? And it's like, well, he's not my partner anymore. There's a new guy. It's like, why is there a new guy? And then the explanation. Yeah. I just didn't buy it. But that's the thing. There was, there was an explanation. There was a reading into it, but it was superfluous. But we'd already dealt with the whole jealousy aspect in the previous book. Like it didn't need to. Well, do you ever stop being like, super jealous like you you kind of stop being a little bit jealous I meant in terms of uh, yes believability and character wise yeah jealousy crops up throughout I'm sure yeah but in terms of what you real estate to story we've already done this bit you don't need to devote any more real estate to this we we get it they get jealous this is they're human beings yeah this book should either either have been another 200 pages long or 50 pages shorter and just cut out the crap. Cut out the crap. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's that's the whole moral of the story is flesh it out so it's a fully realized book. I also love how this... So, guys, we, we started this recording and Zoe Dearest was saying that um, it's going to be a really short one. We've spent the last half hour ranting about this book. I know, we, and I we don't. Kind of kept it together, but it kind of turned into a rant, and it turned into a rant because we enjoyed the first one so much. Yeah, this like is coming from thing. a place of love, guys. We wanted Did it. Did you to ever be believe so your mother back. when she said that? <laughs> Did you? I just wanted it to be better. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, but like. It could have been really good. And that's the thing that kind of gets me in that 
this could have been good but if that doesn't bother you like if the writing aspect doesn't bother you that's like that's but fine the, okay so but- the writing isn't good enough to to read this book for the writing the smut is clearly isn't good enough to read it for the smut. Well, that's what I where I was going with that. It's like, well, if the writing isn't good enough, the smut definitely isn't there either, guys. So, <laughs> like, that's why. Okay, so you gave it a much higher score than me. I mean, a one and a half points higher than you for smut. One point for writing. Uh, you gave it double the score I did for the writing, and you gave it like. 150% more I mean the- this is how this is why words are important because I said exactly what happened and you said exactly what happened and yours sounds like I the difference is this big exactly and to me it is because you're so cutthroat about writing typically oh yeah yeah do you know what I mean well you know I- what I gave the two points for do tell the, I gave I gave her a point because there were a few moments where I kind of nodded and smiled along and I was like yeah and and I enjoyed and I enjoyed some of it so okay there's an enjoyment factor there and you know what the words that were used were not spelled incorrectly the the grammar was okay <laughs> spelling was there spelling was present yeah <laughs> that's what I'm hearing <laughs> Um, I suppose I look at it in terms of overall enjoyment of the writing and the story. Like when I give the book mm-hmm. review, I include the story in that. And I still liked the story. I wanted my my sexy serial killer martial romance. <laughs> and it wasn't at all. It just it wasn't was at so all. Boring. Like uh, by the end of it, I'm not going to lie. I was rooting for the serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, I know that's sort of a default for me when I'm reading books, but I, I was I was really rooting for him because by the end of it, I was like, oh God, just please put these two out in their fucking misery. So but what were you saying? Sorry. I was bored. You it were bored. Boring. Yeah. I was disappointed. I wanted, seri- I, w- I wanted the serial killer to win at the end. And do you know how messed up that is? That you're, you're reading it and you, you're reading about people that you you're saying that you like right and then you're going but you know what by the end of it i I was kind of rooting for the serial killer yeah that's not that that's there's a flaw there somewhere and i'm not taking this one like this one isn't on me so basically we're saying we're not saying don't read this book Enter at your own risk. Yeah, know that you're not going to be overly satisfied with the the level of smut that's in there. And you're probably going to be a little bit disappointed by how the story plays out. In our humble opinions. It's bad, guys. It's just bad. So he's sitting there trying to be really diplomatic. But I'm like, look, if, if if a book is bad, it's bad. Yeah. Like and this one was worse than Dark Brotherhood. Yep. This one was worse than Sex and the Sticks. Because I had expectations. Because I liked the first one. I would the still, writing was worse. I would still put the Sex and the Sticks worse. as worse. No. <laughs> no. The writing was worse. Sex and the Sticks was vapid. 
It was vapid and shallow. It was more annoying to read. I found that way more annoying to read. I found it annoying to read because I know people like that. I found this hard to read. Sure. The only like, the only motivating factor, and I'll I'll totally join you on this for me was when I was about to start reading it, I thought, okay, so the serial killer hasn't shown up yet. So I'm just waiting for that. Like that was my driving know, force. Get, getting close to the end, I was like, oh crap. Is he not going to be in this one? Is this just a tease for the next one? The next one, one yeah. <laughs> and you know, fucking might as well have been. I, f- I, feel, I feel like we may have run the course. Mm-hmm. on this one I don't feel like we've anything further to we, any further no, insight no, to provide we have nothing further constructive to say other than get your shit together woman <laughs> and on that bombshell <laughs> okay Clarkson uh, <laughs> yeah gotta love that because we're that old because <laughs> we, we're old yeah until, until I get my own sign off I'll just you know <laughs> rob everyone else's well i robbed one last week in fairness yeah kettle pot exactly (laughs) (laughs) we're not that funny either um (laughs) okay so in in summary i thought this book was a dumpster fire sure so we thought it had redeeming qualities kind of kind of kind of Read at your own risk, friends. And we shall talk to you later. (laughs) Yeah, join us again soon. Uh, If you want to catch up with us, our Instagram is The Literotica Book Club. Our Facebook is The Literotica Book Club. And our email is just literoticabookclub at gmail.com. Yay! Thank you all. And good night. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Everything is awesome.